Hello and welcome to the Stem Cell Healing Institute podcast. In case you have any questions, please send us an email to info at stemcellhealinginstitute.com. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Hello, doctor. How are you doing? Hello, Louise. Very, very well. How are you, my dear? I'm doing great. We're here with Dr. Safi Guerrero from the Stem Cell Healing Institute. And we are doing this uh, podcast in this lovely afternoon here in Guatemala. So, doctor, we do have an interesting topic today, which is degenerative arthritis. You, can you explain um, how the term degenerative arthritis, because we think it's something irreversible, right? Because of the, of the term degenerative. Can stem cells actually help to change that? Yes, yes. Um, in, a, in a simple answer, yes. Um, what stem cells, we've talked about this in the past, and it's important for listeners and um, viewers to understand that stem cells help with the regeneration of tissue. In this case, when we are talking about degenerative arthritis um, or osteoarthritis, so both go hand in hand, um, we are talking about a degradation or a degeneration of cartilage. That can be in the joints of the knee. Usually it is in the joint. Um, it can be the knees. It can be elbows. It can be ankles. It can be um, shoulders, rotator cuff injuries, um, even the jaws um, with uh, TMJ. So various different uh, joints, hands. Uh, so we're talking about a degeneration of the cartilage of the joints. And, um, and so absolutely, stem cells can help reverse uh, the degeneration by building the cartilage back up and, and even the bone that the cartilage is attached to. Um, so the first thing that usually comes to mind uh, when you talk about arthritis um, is someone of all age, um, an old person. Um, can, is that the case, doctor? No, Luis, that's a really good point because, yes, we often think of osteoarthritis or degenerative arthritis, and it's, um, it's synonymous with old age, but not necessarily, as you said. Um, we have uh, sports injuries that are related to osteoarthritis and degenerative arthritis. Um, even just, it, you don't have to be an athlete uh, or, um, you know, anything even related to sports. It could just be normal wear and tear. Uh, it can be an avid runner. Um, it can be uh, someone that walks a lot or high impact activities or exercises or sports. So uh, various different reasons or also repetitive motions and repetitive use of a certain uh, body part. Um, a lot of times we see uh, even cashiers who are constantly doing this all day long with degeneration in their, in their hips and fingers, um, the joints in their fingers. So uh, repetitive motions, uh, high impact motions, sports injuries, old age, all related to, to degenerative and osteoarthritis. There are different types of arthritis, right, doctor? Can you explain the different types of arthritis? Yes, uh, there's often a confusion between osteo or degenerative arthritis versus rheumatoid arthritis. Now, what is the major difference? Um, it, first of all, the, the similarities are that there is a degeneration of the cartilage in both. Absolutely. Um, and uh, and, and uh, the method of deployment of the stem, stem cells is very similar in both. 
However, with rheumatoid arthritis, it is an autoimmune condition where there are antibodies of uh, antibodies attacking, created in the from the immune system of our bodies, attacking the cartilage. So, um, in that case, we have to address the stem cell of the deployment in two different ways. Um, in both, we will do local injections uh, right into the joint of stem uh, of the stem cells. In the case of rheumatoid arthritis, we have to also address the autoimmunity, which means that we will also deploy stem cells in different ways, um, and that would be uh, systemically into the blood as well and uh, into the inguinal lymph nodes to help uh, modulate and shut off the autoimmunity in the immune system. So, um, so there are similarities, but major differences as well. And um, for people that suffer arthritis, I believe weather is a big issue, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if it's cold. Uh... Yes, we tend to see um, in the cold weather uh, that achiness and that deep, um, uh, the deep achiness and stiffness that tends to happen in cold weather. And um, so we all, and, and also humidity. So it's, it's all very often um, something that we need to address uh, with our patients, hot and cold versus, um, you know, hot and cold therapy uh, versus, you know, even the climate. Sometimes we can't control the climate. So we have to do that in our own internal environment. Can you go deeper in how you administer these stem cells locally? Um, uh, I'm just picturing this, uh, an injection into the joints. <laughs> Is that correct? <laughs> yes, Louise. It's very important to understand that um, we don't have much of a blood supply in our joints, be it the uh, the knees, the fingers of uh, of the uh, the, jo- uh, the joints of the fingers, uh, the Uh, the rotator cuff, the ankles. So joints themselves have a very little blood supply. So putting the stem cell systemically as an infusion into the blood, like an IV, um, won't do us much good in the joints. So we absolutely do need to do local injections right into the joints in order to get the stem cells right where they need to be, right at the cartilage. So... um... I know you mentioned that um, anyone can suffer um, arthritis, but uh, is this age-related or can happen at any age? Yes, it can happen at any age. It can happen. I mean, I have a 14-year-old patient who's a cheerleader, and um, and she's the one that's the jumper, and she's the one that they always carry up on the pyramid, and she jumps from, you know, I don't know how many feet. And so a 14-year-old that has... Uh, cartilage damage already. So we're uh, looking to treat her. And uh, so just that's just an, a, a very simple example that uh, this can happen at any age. And then, of course, uh, in the 70s and 80s, we treat a lot of older patients as well, just from normal wear and tear and um, lifestyle, uh, you know, um, uh, lifestyle which that caused degeneration and pre- lifestyle that didn't address prevention. So, um, and that's so important in the way that we, we do this is we address prevention and maintenance as well. And I do have a great example because I remember this video that uh, we did with Mona, one of your patients. Can you uh, give us a little bit of that story? That's right. 
Mona and Bob, <laughs> they're, uh, they're famous with us here at the Stem Cell Healing Institute, um, just with their results. Yes, uh, Mona, we did, uh, we've done her knees, we've done uh, also her fingers, we've done IV deployment of stem cells. She is 84 now. We, I first met her when she was 80, and uh, we did the stem cell treatment, and soon after her her treatment she was doing the canopy uh, which is quite phenomenal and she is just thriving right now as well as bob bob we did his knees his back his neck um and he's hiking uh, i just received a, a text from him the other day that he's taking long hikes and uh just enjoying life which is which is the key it's about quality of life and so and dancing again and dancing again <laughs> we're really happy to report that absolutely yeah um so in this case can this treatment be done in the united states no that's a good question or canada thank you yes in north america these types of treatments are are restricted um they are not allowed in terms of stem cell treatment so there is a version of stem cells of, available in the u.s not in Canada, but in the U.S., yes. However, it's so restricted in that the stem cells can't be grown uh, to get higher numbers for a, a higher, a greater impact on, on disease and degeneration, number one. The stem cells cannot be combined with uh, growth factors or anything um, that would be considered an unapproved drug uh, by FDA standards. The stem cells cannot be uh, taken uh, from any other source but the patient's own body. Uh, and in a lot of cases, taking stem cells from another source can be more effective depending on the disease and what's being treated. Uh, so these are all major restrictions that uh, make the stem cells, uh, stem cell treatment very, very, uh, uh, it, it affects the results and, um, and very prohibitive. So uh, this is the reason that we do this in Guatemala. And uh, what allows us also to do this so effectively and so um, uh, allow this, this treatment to get to the greater public is that uh, being in Guatemala not only allows us to do this great extent of cutting edge uh, treatments, but also we can keep the prices ethical and um, being outside of the U.S. And so that allows uh, the stem cells to be uh, more widely available uh, for patients. And this treatment, um, would it last how long, doctor, in case the, the patient comes? This treatment, we have patients stay for a minimum of seven days, maximum of, of about 10 days, but more often than not, all we need the patient uh, in Guatemala for is for seven days, and we get, get everything accomplished in that time. Awesome. And Guatemala, it's, um, well, I'm not going to talk about my own country or my own city, but uh, can you can you give us uh, your own opinion as a Canadian uh, about the city? Yes, it is uh, it is phenomenal. It's quite um, uh, diverse. It's a beautiful culture. Very, um, uh, it's a very touristic place actually. Um, even to my even to you know I I never before I moved to Guatemala I had no idea how beautiful how. Um, um, uh, the resources 
the the landmarks there are coffee farms and volcanoes and just this uh, natural beauty that uh, it is uh, very much overlooked as a as a destination place and um, uh, just a gorgeous company uh, a country to visit for for treatment but of course to uh, um, to vacate as well so it's uh, a lot to be said for Guatemala and I suppose being in Guatemala, um, the price will be more accessible, right? That's right. Yes, and then that's what allows us, uh, with with the you know being a developing country, we can uh, a lot of our patients can afford the luxury of of a stem cell treatment, which in a lot of other countries it's inaccessible. And one of the things that um, uh, makes us or makes you unique in this uh, type of field is that um, patients don't have to come. Uh, you, you always give that example of the revolving door. Um, they don't have to come um, for more than one session, right? That's right. Well, in, that, that is the goal, right? That's the goal. And in most cases, um, uh, in a great, great percent of cases, we get the results we want and that we're uh, striving for in one treatment. It's very rare. Uh, that a patient will have to come back for another treatment, um, especially with degenerative and osteoarthritis. Um, very, very rare. And uh, I always tell the patients, give it time. Um, let's do everything right. We do. We try to do everything we possibly can right. Um, uh, a minimum of three months uh, is is what I tell patients to start seeing a change. And um, it can be three to six months. And I always tell patients, let's wait it out before we make any judgments. And more often than not, actually, in all of our cases, our patients have seen very good results. And we've been very, very pleased with that. Um, and, and, and I'm happy to say that um, over 90% of our patients are just happy patients and referrals. So, um, so it's been a big blessing for us. And... Um... Do you um, accommodate uh, also all the patients? Do, do you provide any accommodations? Yes. So when patients decide on treatment, our comprehensive treatment package um, that also involves a total detox program, growth hormone therapy, oxygen therapy, stem cell enhancement uh, formulas, uh, and then of course the whole uh, stem cell treatment itself it also includes seven days, seven or 10 days accommodations, whatever is decided upon, depending on the degree of treatment, as well as a personal driver to, um, that, involves, uh, that includes uh, airport transfers, as well as to and from appointments and any errands that need to be uh, done uh, with the patients or for the patients. That includes uh, it all. And uh, I'm going to ask you this last question, doctor. Um, it is important for people to know, um, and I always recommend for them to do their own research, but in this case, there are some type of stem cells that we do not use. Um, and can you explain what stem cell would you use in the case of uh, arthritis and what type of stem cells we definitely don't use? Yes, let's start with the stem cells that we don't use. We do not use um, embryonic stem cells at all. Um, embryonic are is a very primitive cell line that can differentiate and go on to grow um, uncontrollably. Okay, that's uh, 
theoretically, and they can grow into tumors or cancers. Um, they have not been deemed safe. Um, and, and also they have, there's the controversy of where the stem cells are coming from. So we do not use embryonic stem cells at all. We do use, depending on, again, what we're treating, we can use um, uh, bone, bone marrow-derived de stem cells, adipose tissue-derived stem cells. Uh, more often than not, it'll be bone marrow um, and not so much adipose-derived. I can go into that in another podcast, um, but the numbers are really important. And so that's one of the reasons. And we have a proprietary a method of growing the stem cells and producing brand new non-toxic stem cells in the bone marrow uh, within three days, uh, incubating them in vivo without having to do that in a lab. So for that reason, we prefer to do bone marrow versus adipose derived, and sometimes even uh, uh, more so than umbilical cord. However, if a patient uh, wants umbilical cord cells, we can uh, we do use them. However, uh, bone marrow is our method of choice, and we can go into why uh, that is in another podcast, um, as well as endometrial-derived stem cells, which are from a healthy young uterus, um, female uh, human uterus. And, so, uh, and we can go into reasons as to why endometrial also versus other types of stem cells. So those are the types of stem cells that we use at the Stem Cell Healing Institute. Thank you, doctor. Um, I don't know if you want to add something else to this podcast. I think we've covered a lot of ground. I think we've, uh, unless we have any uh, uh, specific patients, uh, sorry, uh, questions from, from prospective patients, listeners, and viewers, um, they can direct them directly to us uh, at the Stem Cell Healing Institute. Yeah, in case you want to ask doctor a question or if, in case you want to know more about stem cells, you can send us an email to info at stemcellhealinginstitute.com. And also you can visit our website, stemcellhealinginstitute.com. And by the end of the podcast, you will find all the social media of our institute. Um, doctor, you have a great day. Thank you, Luis. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. In case you have any questions, please visit our website, stemcellhealinginstitute.com. Or you may send us an email to info at stemcellhealinginstitute.com. If you want to contact us from North America, you may dial plus one two zero nine six nine zero seven eight three six. If you want to send us a message through WhatsApp, please add us at plus five zero two four two two zero seven two nine seven. And this is how you find us on our social media. On Facebook, Stem Cell Healing Institute. On Instagram, Stem Cell HI. On Spotify, Stem Cell Healing Institute. On YouTube, Stem Cell Healing Institute. We hope to hear from you. Thank you.